This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, we have Movie Talk, a program for all things cinema-esque, for the discerning film and video junkie. Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at people's problems in two very intense films. They are Deep Depression in The Sun and Racial Indignities in We Are Still Here. We also have news on the Canterbury Film Society, which starts this year's screenings on Monday. Can't you show up here with no warning? What's wrong? Has something happened? Yes. Nicholas has come to live with me and he's improving, but he's a little fragile. Is that why you came to see me? You're blaming me for what happened? He's different from the others. What makes you say that? Why don't you answer me? I do answer you. The look in his eye is disturbing. She wants to turn us against one another. Back then, there was so much joy in our family. In The Sun, Hugh Jackman plays an anxious father who tries to rescue his 17-year-old son from deep depression. Mary Gibson has been off to the Academy cinemas to see this rather intense film. Uh, Mary, this movie deals with mental illness and associated feelings of guilt and inadequacy. What did you think of The Sun? Yeah, that's an, a good question. What did I think of The Sun? Um... If I if I looked at it purely as a movie, um, I found it really long and ponderous, and the dialogue did not really, I think, address the issues. So, um, but well, but, it's trying to show the frustrations within the father, the inadequate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think to that. Do this. <sighs> I, I, I found it very frustrating because, you know, as a parent myself, I would have put myself in an entirely different position of behaviour and, and so on. And, and he reverted to the norm, which is to attack, 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 rather than <laughs> look for what the issues are. But there's, there are, and, and it deal, the movie deals with very difficult issues. It deals with um, young adult depression and young adult suicide and feelings of... But also of, the family, the mother, parents... Well, I was just going to say, oh. feelings of loss because the parents had divorced, the father had cheated, he had a new child. And it is, as is often the case, second time round, the father learns how to be a father just a little bit better than the first time. <laughs> so so that's, that's what comes through. So it's kind of formulaic in that way. So but what I found I guess frustrating about it is that look, you know, I'm not used to seeing Hugh Jackman in this kind of role. We know no. him from Wolverine, we know him from um uh you know, The Greatest Showman, those sorts of movies. So to see him in this serious role and being this very busy, unattentive father to his to his to his oldest son, but very attentive to his new wife and younger son, um, is is kind of quite quite interesting and you spend you see a lot of him looking ponderous and thinking and staring into space whereas I felt that 
that void could have been filled better with dialogue um, because you don't have to think about what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going yeah, to happen yeah. be, and mm. you know it's not going to be good. Yeah. And so I, I guess for me it, it was a little bit frustrating in that respect that it didn't really deal with the issues. Um, and, you know, <laughs> um, I, I found, I guess I found the young boy that played Nicholas a little bit wanting. Um, his dialogue was not great. His expression was not great. So so I was kind of sitting there going, oh, goodness, would this just pick up somewhere? Um, but, but also being appreciative of the fact that it is an incredibly difficult topic to deal with. Yes, yes, and yes. yes. I, I'm not, I think people will have come away frustrated with... The, the way that it was handled and, and the outcome as opposed to what the movie was really about, if you know what I mean. So it, it, didn't, it didn't meet my expectations, shall we say. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie, not at no, all. And no. any movie with Hugh Jackman's fine because he's nice to look at, but you want to see some real acting chops in it yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you think back to Hugh Jackman. I used to know him going back more than 10, 20 years ago when he was in with all those films that you, mm, you mm, mentioned, mm. those sort of superhero movies, mm, all kinds mm, of things. Mm. I used to call him Huge Ackman in those <laughs> days. <laughs> you know, that's how strong he is. Yeah. But, uh, but the point here is that this film was directed by and written by um, Florian Zeller, and he's actually mm. a Frenchman, mm. a French playwright. Mm. And he, in the French language, had uh, written three connected plays, which were uh, the first, Mother, mm. then Father, then son, mm. and then two years ago he made one. The a film. He himself adapted yeah. his his own play into an English version, and that was the, fa father, the father, the father, which and, was excellent with yeah, Anthony Hopkins. And, that, and, 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 and then and he Olivia directed Coleman. that, and that was the first film mm, he ever directed. Mm, mm. And he, there were some Oscars involved. Mm, mm. Well, it was uh, very, very good, good. and yes, the acting yes, was yes, brilliant. Yes, you know, yes. Anthony Hopkins in that was amazing, and so was Olivia Coleman. And Anthony Hopkins makes a very short cameo in this, and he's brilliant. He's typical Anthony Hopkins. He's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Yeah. But, but but I, I th and I think you know he did such a fantastic job of that. It just is not the same in this one. Yeah, but uh, but even for that first one, that's um, the father, uh, um, Zeller, the director, actually got an Oscar himself, mm. for, not as a director so much, but for being as a as a writer um, for having adapted mm. um, a play. Into a movie, he got an Oscar for, for and, that, and that was That's so amazing. so good. It was such a good movie, but mm. you know, like coming back to this, and I find Laura Dern simpering at best. So <laughs> I'm not, you know, and I'm just like, oh, mm. please, just you know, and and knowing that that he, it was the same guy, Florian Zeller, and how good the father was. I guess maybe I went with really high expectations for this. Yeah. Well, and it's an unfortunate thing. I found the film quite fascinating for most of the way. But as you say, you sort of can feel, have a good idea of which way this film mm. is going to end. Mm -hmm. and, and and you feel that this is a negative sort of a way. And with that in the back of your mind, you think, oh, gosh, you know, where is this? 
film going? Because usually you expect films to end up sort of in a positive way or something. Well, it, it, but, but not. Uh, but that is not true. This fellow just gave us a good look into a, a hopeless sort of family uh, yeah, look, relationship uh, where nobody was able to help anybody. Yeah, and, and as and, such, yes, he succeeded. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, look, I, I, I don't mm. think a, um, you know, a happy ending is what you're looking for, but I think a more solid film is what you're looking for. Okay. And I don't think it was there, so, yeah. okay. in my humble opinion. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Thank you. <laughs> That was Mary Gibson with her views on The Sun. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. With me now is Marina Chester of the Canterbury Film Society with news about this year's movie screenings which begin this coming Monday at the Christchurch Art Gallery. Well, welcome, Marina. As usual, you will be showing a wide range of top movies there. Um, before you tell us about some of these films, can you explain to us how people can join the Canterbury Film Society? Well, the main way to find out about us is usually to go to our website because there you can read through our stuff and see what kind of memberships we have. And you can also fill in the form online, which is really ah. helpful for us because mm -hmm. it comes straight through to me and I can know exactly who you are and when, where to, how to contact you. And if you can also do online, you can also do online um, banking, then you can also pay online and then we can have a card ready and waiting for you. So. Yeah. Online is the way to go if you can. So that's always the easiest, simplest way. It is. And if you... So, and what's the online um, way? What's the address? It is canterburyfilmsociety.org.nz. Simple as that. Yeah. But if you forget, just put Canterbury Film Society into Google and it, you'll very quickly yeah. find us. Yeah. Yeah. Or is there any point in people just turning up at a show? Can they turn there up? Is. There is. Um, we're there pretty much every Monday. The movies start at 7.30 and we open up the doors half an hour before so mm -hmm. that you can wander into the art gallery and we're in the foyer. And if you chat to people, they'll point you in the right direction. There's a table there with somebody who will have forms that you can fill in. Um, and it takes you know a couple of minutes to give your details and to pay. But the th we don't do anything but online payments and cash. And people are, oh, are very used to having been able to do FPOS. So yeah. we oh, had to keep reminding people we can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, yep. no, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I'm quite amazed. It's a, if I can mention it, a, a full membership costs $134, which might sound a lot, but that's for 34 Films. Well, I'm going to. I mean, that's about four dollars per movie. It is brilliant, isn't it? Uh, is, uh, I'm going to correct you a little bit. It's one hundred and forty dollars. One hundred and forty dollars oh, for the whole mm. year. There, uh, well, there are slightly cheaper ones for different people. There's discounted ones, one hundred and thirty for um, seniors and unwaged, and there's also um, students. If there's any polytechnics or university types, they can do it for ninety dollars for the year. But yes, you're right. It's 
is an incredibly good deal if you come along regularly and come along and see the movies because you can see mm. all our movies and we do about 34 a year. Yeah. And as always, you show a wide variety of films here. Um, so I see you, you'd like to um, divide them up into different um, categories now. <laughs> you've got your classic movies and you've got cult movies and French films and... And, and all documentaries and films set in New York City and, and on and on. Well, all of this is within the, your little program booklets is, yes. that uh, you put out each year. Uh, they've got the details on the days, uh, on the dates, and some information about e each movie that's on virtually every Monday night at the art gallery. That's right. What yep. is seven thirty, isn't it? Yep. And um, so and, and um, well I've got one of these um, programs here which I picked up at the art gallery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that is a good place. I mean people can check out all these films on the internet yes. also. Yep. Um, uh, the brochures they should be able to find them at the art gallery throughout the year, should be topped up in there always. But we also have a good relationship with two of the art cinemas in the town, Lumiere uh -huh. and um, also Alice's. Uh -huh. So both of those people usually will have a pile, certainly at the beginning of the year, but mostly throughout the year as well, you should be able to find a brochure there. And the other place that you should be able to find them is libraries. That's ah, we've yes, given uh, given to the library distribution, and they send them out across a whole network to whoever will take them. But different libraries have different criteria, so you might not find that in every branch, but most branches will have a pile there. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Good. And now, um, have you got uh, are there any particular highlights that come to your mind of what you're showing this? Well, this I year? always. Um, like a mix of things that I have seen before and I'm keen to see again on a big screen. So there are a couple of the classics that I am looking forward to seeing. I've seen African Queen quite a lot as a young child on a video, but it was oh, yes. a very battered old copy. And they've cleaned up restoration copy of it now. So it's all sparklingly brilliant and it's going to be on big screen and it's going to be quite different to see Humphrey Bogart and, uh -huh. and um, Catherine Hepburn yeah. going across all these amazing African vistas um, which oh, is it, that the one where they paddle that boat to there is <laughs> and, they, and they definitely did go to Africa to film some of this I remember mm. the story was that um, uh, I think Catherine Hepburn was getting ill because she was only drinking the water whereas John Houston, the director and um, Humphrey Bogart were both fine because they were only drinking alcohol. Oh, so the, good thinking, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, it, so it's a, an amazing artefact from its time, as well as being a good story, and it'll be great to see on a big screen. So there's things like that. There's classics. There's another one. I mean, I've seen Taxi Driver a few times, but I've never seen it on a big screen. Um, there's also, um, what's another great one that's coming up in the New York? The Sweet Smell of Success, which has got a great performance of Burt Lancaster being an oh, yes. evil, awful person um, for a change. And so all those things would be lovely to see as they're meant to have been seen on a big screen. But then it's the new things that I've never heard of or had any idea about that I'm really excited by. And Japanese New Wave, I didn't even know they had a new wave in what Japan. What does that mean? What's a new... Well, at the same time they had the French New Wave in the 1960s with directors who were presenting um, movies in a more... Um, stylish and kind of kind of more cinematic way where they were conscious that they were making cinema the director was had an eye for what they were doing the japanese people were also had their own new way whether they were where they were really presenting interesting new things on the screen and these two ones are very different one of them looks like it came out about the same time as the first james bond movie and it's very colorful and it's very 60s and it's very um stylish um gangster movie 
And um, and the other one is called Pigs and Battleships, and it's a bit more of a social commentary because it's about a an, a town where they still have the American Air Force, uh, no Navy, have taken over this town post the war, and it's influencing all the local people who are good, who are being the people who give them their alcohol and their girls and their all these other and gambling dens in the local mm. area from their leftover yeah. from the war. And both these things, I think, are going to be really interesting movies. Good. Now, well, that sounds. Great. And if people want to find out more, they can mm-hmm. look it up in the program booklets, which they, they can. can get at libraries or yep, at yep. the art gallery. And on the website as and, well. And, of course, at the yeah, website. Yeah. And, um, and of course, go along on Monday night at 7.30 Absolutely. at the art gallery. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, be there. Um, if you want to just have a taste up, you can get a $40 Flexi Pass, which means that you for $40 you can go see any three movies you like across the whole program. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just come along and they click the your things to show that you've been to one, two, three different oh, shows. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so good, if yeah. you think, I'm not sure whether I want to do this or not, that's a good way of testing it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, but by that time, you'd want to come more oh, anyway. Oh, sure. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That was Marina Chester of the Canterbury Film Society with news on this year's screenings, which begin this Monday. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, which is assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers.co.nz. Ita, kia moe pākeha ahau. Kua pāhua tia e ia te whenua nei. We Are Still Here consists of eight overlapping stories of racial indignities suffered by Indigenous people in New Zealand, Australia and the South Pacific. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see these rather stern tales of colonialism and its aftermath. Uh, Carolyn, there's a threat of violence that ripples throughout all the stories. Do you think they actually made their point? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's not just a, um, a story of um, violence, it's a story of hope and survival. I mean, yeah, the effect of colonialisation just really stands out in these films and they're just all wonderfully done. Yes. Um, Yes, when you talk about the hope for survival and that, the it took me a while to figure out what, what they were playing around with because they've got one film set in um, New Zealand and it's actually set uh, quite a few years in the future and you, and you wonder why they set it in the future and, uh, it, you know, what's going on here? And, of course, there's a, some young woman in that, you know, with her own troubles. And this is just to point out that these issues do not automatically just go away now. No, there's no quick fix or anything. It's going to take several generations to be able to do this. But that was, I think, one of the lovely things about the film, and that could be where the confusion comes from, is it wasn't just one film after another. They, 
different scenes went backwards and forwards between the different films. So yeah, one they minute overlapped them. The, yeah, yeah. They did, yeah. One minute you had the animation um, film, and then the next film you were in the future, and then the third film you were like back again, but then you went back to the animation. And I, I actually think it worked really, really well. It was kind of, yeah, it just the seamless, the transition. So really good editing in the film, and the acting was superb. I mean, I really, the one, probably my most favourite one was of, um, the Aboriginal story. And oh, the, the one know. at the start? No, the one um, way through when he was going, not allowed, and just shows the Australian government, uh, well, the way the Aborigines are treated so differently in the Northern Territory and, and that they're not allowed, they don't have free choice over what they're allowed to buy, um, particularly from bottle yeah. stores. They particularly alcoholic issues, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mm. but they, they've just labelled them all as alcoholics. They don't actually look at the individual. Um, personal, which is really comes out in that story for me, and it's just—I think it was perfect. We went and saw it just before Waitangi Day, and I think it was uh, very good for them. The, the film came out itself in the New Zealand Film Festival last year, so it's just being re-released now. Yes, um, which if you didn't go see it in the film festival, definitely go see it now because it's yeah, it's confronting, but it it needs to be said. I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing, amazing sort of um, get together of um, all these different. This is you get South Pacific peoples in this. You get Aboriginal people from Australia. You get the New Zealand Maori aspect on the whole thing, and and the each um, well, there's about eight basic stories in this put together by what is it, about 10 different film directors, which implies some films have got two directors. But the feeling and the visual look of each film by these different people um, has a different look and feel to it. So you jump from one world into another, from your colourful animated world into the deep trenches of World War Two, or World War One in Gallipoli, and this sort of a thing, and then off yeah. to somewhere in the islands or out on the sea in the Pacific Ocean, uh, somewhere like that. You know, it's 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 just amazing. This this it makes the film highly stimulating and interesting to watch. And it does. It was. It was actually originally made in response to, um, to the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of James Cook, so it's the effect of his. Of our arrival, basically, of colonisation and, and what it's happening at, at different stages. I mean, it's not just at one point in time that this has been an issue, especially with World War One. We're sending um, the Samoan, he was a Samoan that was sent to World War One to fight in Gallipoli. What yeah. for? It wasn't his war or anything like that, but he's sent off there and he has, he's in the trenches. And yeah, it's a very poignant film, that one as well. And all the others as well. And come from the effect of. Yeah, Cook and Cook in his journey. Yeah, and uh, that amazing opening and that sort of colourful animated sort of thing, where you get two actual um, uh, P- uh, Pacific Island uh, women out in, in a boat uh, fishing. Well, it was almost the story of Tane, um fishing up the South Island, except for they fish up uh, the the Beagle, the um, yeah, not Beagle, whatever ship James Cook, the Endeavour. Yeah, they fish up the Endeavour instead of the South Island. So that's the beginning of the colonisation. 
Uh-huh, yeah. Right. Well, so that was is, the point of that one. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, well, this first woman pushes, pulls a fish out of the ocean and the second one hooks onto something else and pushes out a um, big um, British sailing ship. Yeah, the endeavour. <laughs> yeah, the endeavour. And, and uh, then you realise that this is the beginning of the British invasion of the Pacific, South Pacific area. And, uh, and that's what we get then for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I wondered what is the point of this, but uh, but as you explained about, um, it even takes us to a Samoan in World War One in Gallipoli and this sort of thing. First, I wondered what's this got to do with the South Pacific? But yes, there is a good point that that film had to make also. Mm. Yes, no, absolutely. So, yeah, very much recommend it. Yeah, so I mean, this is a, I, I this is a film. I think that. People of well, all people should go oh, and see, definitely. and and are bound to um, get. It should yes. stimulate them into some sort of thought on a very serious, deep subject. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Yep. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on We Are Still Here. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's plainsfm.org.nz. Music